0: Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call
1: 202-463-1999.
0: Today on CityCast DC, happy Valentine's Day, at least to those who celebrate. We wanted to hear some stories about love in DC. So we talked to our guests, our friends, and especially we heard a bunch from you, our listeners.
2: So how'd you meet your Boo. And how do you make it work in this oddball, transient city of ours? Plus, we're sharing our own love letters
0: to the city that we call home. Today is February 14th. Yes, Valentine's Day. I'm Michael Schaefer.
2: I'm Richard Todd, and this is CityCast DC.
0: So let's start with everyone's favorite category, at least everyone who likes rom-coms, meet cutes. What do we got?
2: So I love a good meet cute. You know, your eyes meet after you've bumped into each other while you're carrying a stack of books or whatever. I watch a lot of romantic comedy, so this is obviously one of my favorite buckets. So one story that we got is kind of a classic DC meet cute, meeting at a block party at Kramer's.
1: Hey, this is Jim. So I met Victor in DuPont Circle during a Kramer Books block party in 1991. We quickly fell in love and moved in with each other six months later to our $600 a month Georgetown Garden apartment. We had a commitment ceremony in our little garden a year later and then moved to our forever home in historic Tacoma, D.C. We officially got married by one of our friends in DuPont Circle in the very spot where we met as soon as. Gay marriage was legal, and we're still together 32 years later.
0: What a way to fall in love, the bookstore. I think I've actually seen that movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, if this was a movie, it would have some cute book pun as a title, like, Love on the Spine, or something like that. <laughs> All right,
0: so we heard from Molly, who met her partner while camping. Apparently the campsite's out of town, so it's not some sort of like zany sleeping-on-the-mall, Washington, D.C. situation. But they watch the sunrise, and the rest is history.
3: Hi, it's Molly. Six years ago, I just woke up in the morning, and there's something inside me that said, today's the day, you're going to go camping, you're going to do it solo, you're going to hike solo. And so I just drove out to the GW National Forest by myself. And not a lot of people on the trail, but I did end up meeting a group of guys, And we ended up camping near each other and sharing stories around the fire and even woke up early to watch the sunrise together and his buddies totally wingman and left us alone. And it was just a very beautiful, magical sunrise with my now partner. So we discovered we lived a few blocks from each other in Columbia Heights later. And, you know, fast forward six years later, we have a house in Trinidad. My mom says it's fate, but I always joke that I woke up that day you know, determined to assert my independence and then I came back with a boyfriend.
2: Who knew that using the bathroom in a toilet that you dug yourself in the ground could be so romantic?
0: It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in D.C. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support SUMS Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash Soiree. That's som dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there.
2: So, of course, this would not be a story about love in D.C. without talking about online dating, which, you know, is kind of relatively new. Michael, do you have any thoughts on online dating?
0: Wait, what? There's computers now?
2: (laughs) My only online dating take, I kind of have not really had a lot of experiences with it. I think it's very passe for people who are married or have been in long-term relationships where they've never you know they were they've been committed since online dating became a thing pretending to be really like never heard of Tinder like, oh what is this hinge thing when so many of your single friends are like actually I'm on it all the time <laughs> I that's that's my only take on online dating.
0: Oh, my God, I think middle-aged people who coupled off before the prevalence of online dating are just actually extremely, extremely jealous because it's so efficient.
2: Yeah, you're being matched by like algorithms, not just who you happen to see at the bar. So Brett met his partner on his first ever Hinge date. I would say that's a pretty successful endorsement of Hinge.
3: Hey, CityCast, this is Brett and Oz Morgan. So this may not be that
2: romantic, but it's definitely a DC dating anomaly. My first ever hinge date in D.C. turned out to be my current partner of two years and counting. I don't know how much more romantic in the eyes of D.C. dating I get than finding dating success talent town on the first try.
0: And Christina met her partner by doing Overheard District's online speed dating.
2: Well, that's very D.C.
4: Hi, I'm Christina Barry, and this is my D.C. love story. In February 2021, still deep in COVID times, I saw the Instagram account Overheard District promoting virtual speed dating. I thought to myself, why not? There's nothing to lose, and I can always just close my laptop. The night of, I had a glass of wine and logged into Zoom. Our host was TikTok famous Julian Brzezinski, and he said before we started the breakout rooms to let him know if anyone caught our eye that we'd like to talk to. I noticed Zach because, one, he was handsome, and two, he had one of my favorite names, thanks to the childhood crush of Zach Efron. When it was my turn to talk to Zach, the three minutes flew by. The next day, as I'm awaiting the results of speed dating, I swipe your Bumble. All of a sudden, I match with Jack. I had never seen this man before in my life until the night before, and now he's everywhere. In typical male fashion, he does not see the Bumble notification in time, but the following day, I received an email from him that we matched through virtual speed dating and we've been together for two years.
2: So this is one that I really like. So Jordan actually met her partner on Tinder, and from their first time meeting, things were magic.
5: My name is Jordan Beasy and my fiance's name is Megan Young. We met in DC in 2016 and she actually was not living here at the time, but I didn't know this. So she was up here for work. We met and I had taken like a hiatus from dating for a while because I felt like the dating scene was so terrible. We met on Tinder, which is funny because I've literally, I had only used Tinder like twice before. <laughs> so, we met up and we went to Shaw's Tavern and there was a magician there that was going around uh doing all these tricks and he was actually really really good. And 5 years later, I was able to recreate that date and I found the magician and I like hired him and so he did the same he did a magic show for us at Shaw's Tavern on our 5th anniversary. <laughs>
0: All right, so so D.C., famously, is a city a lot of people move to. They usually move here for work. You know, I got a cool job I've always wanted to have. But there are some stories in our midst of people who moved here for love.
2: I actually love that. Like, taking a chance on a new city for love. I like that. Come to D.C. for a relationship, not just for a government job.
3: Hi, uh, my name is Eric. So basically, when I was moving to D.C., everyone kept asking me, like, oh, what was the reason for? And... A lot of people assumed it's, you know, I've had a job offer or I'm doing like a career opportunity type thing. But truthfully, I said, I'm moving to D.C. to go find love. Fast forward nearly two years later, and I made the right choice because I ended up finding love. And it's it's a love that's sincere and warm and obviously one that we're continuously building together, both for the present and for the future. And, I mean, there's no one else I want to share this love with. So I'm really lucky and really happy.
2: People think of Paris as the city of love, but, you know, I'm going to call DC the city of love, you know, like, I think that DC is a city that is worthy of being called like the Paris of the East Coast when it comes to dating. I don't know.
0: The Paris of the East Coast when it comes to dating is kind of a definition of, <laughs> of faint phrase.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> a, a couple of different qualifiers. That's how you know you're onto something.
0: Watch out, Charlotte. We're, ga- we're gaining on you. <laughs>
2: I actually have been single in Paris and like trying to date in Paris. I actually think that I would prefer to be single looking and dating in DC over single looking and dating in Paris. I went on a few dates in Paris. They were very memorable. But if I had to choose, I would say DC over Paris when it comes to looking for love. Don't tell the Parisians that.
0: And in a like DC rom-com, which is, I think, what we're all thinking about today, of course, There would be a meeting that involved a journalist doing her job and a pretty well known person answering a call. And the rest is history. And at least that's what Bill Nye, DC native and science guy, told us.
1: So, my wife has written a book about the women who were recruited in World War II to break the codes. The German or Nazi code, Enigma is the famous one and the Japanese Naval Codes. Her editor sent me a copy of the book in which she mentioned me, Eliza Mundy had mentioned me. So I wrote what I will call a charming email. And over the course of a few years, we corresponded. We had breakfast and lunch and dinner and started dating and now we're married. And through a remarkable set of circumstances, we were able to get married in the hopped garden of the Smithsonian between remodeling. So they let us in and everybody to get married in the garden on a beautiful, beautiful spring going on summer night here in the town where I grew up at the Smithsonian, which had such an enormous influence on me and that's how I became the science educator and a mechanical engineer it just means the world to me. And I, I'll say it means the world to us. So thank you, Washington, you made me who I am. And through my parents and this, this tradition of civil service, I, I really want to influence people so that we make the world better for everybody.
2: What's really nice about Bill Nye's story is that you can really tell how much he loves his partner, but also it's about love for your city, like how stoked he was to be at the Smithsonian, how it felt unreal to him. Like It's kind of a coming together of all these different types of love.
0: And it wouldn't be CityCast DC if we weren't also here to talk about how much we love our city.
2: Hi,
3: this is Kayla cody Zimmerman. I write the Hey DC newsletter for CityCast DC. I think one of the moments that I really fell in love with D C and sort of started to feel really connected with it was my first pride parade in DC. I just remember just being surrounded by so many people, going up and down Fourteenth Street, going to new bars and restaurants, meeting people, dancing all day when it was so hot, like so, so hot. And just really falling in love with the experience of being there and being surrounded by people that it just felt like I I belonged there and
6: yeah and I'm really happy to
3: still be here.
6: Hi, it's Priyanka, lead producer of the team. I can remember the day that DC started to feel like home for me. I had been living here for about two months, and I love walking. So I'd, I'd gone for a really long walk around town, and it was beautiful spring day. And then I happened upon this tree in Calorama Park that ever since then, I now refer to it as my tree and my close friends know what tree I'm referring to. It's a great tree to climb. It's got this one spot that you can climb up to where you're kind of above everyone. No one really knows that you're there, but there's really good back support. I climb up with a backpack that has a book in it. And then I just sit there and I read and I people watch. And It just feels so cozy and like my own little secret spot in the city. And that makes it feel like home for me. And I just love just generally how many parks there are here, how many beautiful trees there are here. It makes me really happy to live in Washington, D.C.
5: Hey, everyone. This is audio producer Julia Karen. I don't think there's one specific moment that made me fall in love with D.C., but I think of a lot of little moments going to the museums as a little kid with my family being able to watch the 4th of July fireworks on the National Mall with friends during internships, moving away to go to college, and then coming back and living here and being here as an adult. I think all of those build together, and I love you, D.C.
2: Yeah, I have had so many times where I was really in love with D.C., and I've lived a couple other places. I've lived in San Francisco, Oakland, Brooklyn, but I always come back to D.C., and I feel like I fall in love with the city over and over again, like when I spend time away from it and I'm back in it. I'm like, oh yeah. And probably the most recent time that I really felt love for the city and really the people who are in the city is that I am someone who I love to go out dancing and like I always feel like I am my best self on a dance floor. The first time... Post-vaccination when I went to Flash for one of their Saturday day parties, which if you haven't been to those are super fun. They end by like eight o'clock. So if you're old like me, you can go home and sleep. And it was like everybody like you could feel this like loving energy on the dance floor of people who had been deprived of this connection that is so important and sustaining and so healing to everybody having that energy. So like being in that energy, I was like, wow, I I really missed this. I really loved this. And unfortunately at that nightclub that day, there was somebody who, you know, she was fine, but she had like clearly had an issue. We'll say that. Like, I don't know if she had had too much to drink or something. And when I tell you the way that everybody who heretofore had been Dancing and grooving on this dance floor came together without even a word being exchanged to help this person. People got water. Somebody was like, Where are her friends? Her friends are gone. Okay, I'm getting her an Uber. Oh, she lives in Virginia. That's okay. Like the camaraderie and wordless agreement of helping someone who needed help, it filled my heart with like pride for the people who make up this city.
0: So, you know, I think when people say, Like, oh, I I sure love D.C. You kind of conjure this image of, you know, the cityscape and the monuments and lit at night and the majesty, all that stuff. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't That one memory that comes back to me was moving back to Washington after living away. And it was this day in like the summer. And it was, you know, 118 degrees or something and like so humid that it got soaked just stepping outside. And I was waiting for the bus. And the bus came and I got on. And the feeling of like going from this like sweaty Washington summer night into the air conditioning of a bus, the way it sort of hits you and there's a certain smell about maybe it's like the Freon or something. If you grew up in D.C. in like the 80s, like my memory of it was just like waiting for the bus, like all day waiting for the bus, like wherever I was going. And it was like this, it enveloped me in this like familiar home feeling. And that's a really nice feeling. Though I would say that I would happily not feel it in in exchange for the weather not being that way.
2: I feel like I can smell that anecdote. I know exactly the feeling that you're describing. Well, there's so many different types of love. I love that our love kit and our celebration of love wasn't just about romantic love. It's about love for city, love for your friends, love for your community, the love that is shared between two podcast co-hosts. (laughs)
0: That is my favorite kind of love, (laughs) at least for the purposes of this podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I love this take on it. And it's been really fun digging through these stories that even if you're someone who's a Valentine's Day grouch and isn't really feeling the love, it's nice that there are so many different kinds of love out there that you can pick from.
0: Well, Bridget, have an awesome rest of your Valentine's Day.
2: Happy Valentine's Day, Mike. And before you go, here's some quick news. Ted Lerner, the owner of the Washington Nationals, died yesterday after complications from pneumonia. He was 97 years old. Lerner has been a D.C. titan for decades now, originally as the real estate mogul credited with creating Tyson's Corner and later as the man who bought the Nationals when they moved to D.C. in 2006. Recently, the Lerner family has been considering selling the team, and that's what tomorrow's podcast is all about, so be sure to tune in. Meanwhile, Virginia launched their final pitch to try and convince the feds to build a new FBI headquarters in Springfield rather than in Maryland. They argued that bringing the FBI to Springfield would advance racial equity, one of the five selection criteria. The General Services Administration is expected to make the final decision within weeks. And lastly, I know we're all looking for love in the city, but be careful out there. DC has the highest rate of romance scams in the country. Scammers often target people on dating and social media sites using fake identities. Then they convince their marks to send money. So if you think someone looks too good to be true, they probably are. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, send us a love note of your own. You can email us at dc at citycast.fm and we'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.